Chapter 80 of The Social War of 1900 or The Conspirators and Lovers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Social War of 1900 or The Conspirators and Lovers by Simon Landis. Chapter 80 Retaliatory Measures of the Conspirators' Army When the Army and Navy of the Conspirators became acquainted with the Black Flag Order by Dr. Juno, they appealed to their officers for the privilege of retaliating, by not giving any quarters to the naturalists. To this the officers did not object in the least, but were rather pleased with the idea of summary retaliation, forgetting that such a course of license to a drunken, paid and daredevil army of men was a dangerous pretext, dangerous to their own safety and the safety of their own people. Because such privileged license was only proper with men who fought for principle, fought for what they loved and knew was right. This privilege of retaliation, granted to an army and navy of men that were not interested in the cause for which they fought for lucre, could easily be turned to advantage against their own employers, provided insults were offered these soldiers and marines, or if a chance for greater gain of money could be obtained, they would carry their retaliative measures as willingly against their own people as against any other. And as these hired soldiers hated the rich people, who had always made, and still make mere slaves and drudges of them, it was a great oversight in the officers of the Orthodox Army and Navy to permit retaliation. Dr. Juno, having been a man of extensive foresight, who fully comprehended human nature in all its numerical phases, saw all these things in advance, hence was prepared to take advantage of everything. He told his men that their enemy should surely retaliate, and if they did it would be a great feather in his cap, because such a shiftless, dissipated, and unprincipled set of hireling warriors as they would soon ravish their wealthy masters yes, rob their leaders, slay them, and seduce their women, in retaliation for the wealth and power the rich have always had over them. No one should be so big a fool as to think that the poor, the wretched, and even the most debauched had no desire to possess large amounts of filthy lucre. These were the very people who saw the most value in the dirty stuff. Therefore they felt vindictive, and were inclined to retaliate on their employers even before they had received their bounty. They looked upon the war, for which they were hired to shoot people, as a popular way of being paid for murdering innocent people in cold blood by the wholesale. Hence a single-handed murder, in all time to come, seemed to them a trifling offence, as compared with the wholesale butchery to which they were accessory. To the wise these conclusions are scientific and the prophecy of these deductions may be seen, in time to come, to be fulfilled to the letter, as they have been in the past. Dr. Juno had all his officers instructed, before the war was known of, in all the important points that would be necessary to successfully consummate the work of the Reformation. He said often to his disciples, Beloved naturalists, evils must often be exchanged for evils when false prophets and blind leaders are recognized as the sovereigns of a nation or nations, because all the conditions surrounding the people are, under this state of affairs, unfavorable to the purification and elevation of the race, 
Hence even the best men and women of such a nation are creatures of morbid circumstances. Therefore cruel war, to speedily wipe out self-righteous and domineering leaders and their satellites, would be a charity, although a cruel momentary caustic to create a healthful granulation of a malignant indolent sore, which requires the most fiery ascarotic to burn out the virus of such a detrimental disease. I am for peace and goodwill to man. But before the calm and balm of peace can come to such a wicked, God-forsaken, lucre-worshipping people, as this generation of the bloody conspirators are, we must thoroughly purge this terrestrial globe with fire, thunder, and lightning, and wash the sins of hereditary diathesis from amongst the propagators of future generations. The quickest way to do this, the easier and better the results. Hence an internal war that will strike terror to the hearts of the self-righteous, Bible-hardened and reckless transgressors of fixed law, will be the only specific panacea for the thorough eradication of our national consumption. This, dear naturalists, is my apology for instituting a rigorous and black-flag war, the cruelty and terror of which was never and shall never be known. And if it pleases God that I shall be the greatest sufferer by it, as I have always suffered by adhering to these teachings, I am very willing to hold out faithful to the end, and thank the Spirit that moved me to commence and consummate this work, which I am fully convinced will be finished by you if I should fall in the first battle. Therefore strike with a glowing heart, and strike vehemently, and do not spare a foe any more than God Himself would save an impenitent soul from perdition. So help you God! With such teachings, tactics, and management as Dr. Juno has for years labored to instill into and establish amongst his followers, there was sufficient magical vitality and heavenly bounty bestowed upon them to satiate all with a never-ceasing love for God and mankind. Hence when they went into the field of battle with a hired foe, they cared nothing for such retaliation as could be heaped upon them. The first retaliation that transpired fell upon the innocent of the conspirator's own flesh and blood, which demoralized an already demoralized and debauched army. Therefore twenty of these soldiers were not equal to one naturalist. This was proved by the first great battle, which was fought on the western shores of the state of Virginia. General Gossamer had only two thousand men thoroughly equipped who were being driven by an orthodox standing army of forty thousand regular soldiers, whilst Dr. Juno pursued the pursuers of General Gossamer with only five thousand picked naturalists. And when Dr. Juno's brigade had reached the pursuing conspirators' army, he ordered an immediate assault, and General Armington directed the attack, whilst Dr. Juno ordered General Gossamer to turn upon the foe, when thirty thousand conspirators fell dead besides the wounded but only six hundred naturalists were killed and wounded. General Armington took the balance prisoners, and Dr. Juno immediately appeared upon the ground to swear into his own army those who were ready to side with the naturalists, and those who refused were shot dead without compunction of conscience. End of chapter 80